couple scriptures tonight. One of them is in John chapter 20. The other we'll take our bulk of our message from is John 14. John chapter 20. I want to look at verse 19 to begin with. We'll read down through the rest of this chapter. The Bible states, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto thee, or unto you. Now again, this is the bulk of our message tonight. This morning we preached on a place where no peace exists, a place called hell, a place where the, the conscience of man will not allow uh, the, a, a moment of peace even because the conscience of the human being is going to continue to haunt the individual in hell till, until everlasting and eternal life that he has had. He is, an ever, he is an everlasting being. We understand that. But there's coming a time if you find yourself in a place called hell you're consigned to a place where there will be never a moment of peace. Never a moment. You may be thinking that, well, I'll find a place to hide away and steal away, and, and there I'll find peace. No, you won't find peace there either. As a matter of fact, hell is a place that is totally vacant of peace. There is no peace in a place called hell. The Bible goes on to say, And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. The Bible goes on to say here in verse 22, And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins are retained, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came, and the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and I put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. And then came Jesus to the doors and being shut, and he stood in the midst of them, and again he said, Peace be unto you. Now again, this is a, a time in a person's life that I would, uh, I would dare say that after you watched your Savior, your, your Messiah, after you watched your teacher, your, your, your one and only uh, shepherd, after you watched him die the death that he died, and then you have closed yourself up in the upper room where the doors were all shut, the windows were shut, 
They were fearing for their lives, not because of Jesus, but because of the Jews that put Jesus to death. And then all of a sudden, without the doors opening, Jesus appeared in their, in their sight. Now there's no doubt in my mind, these men were probably totally uh, stunned when they saw this take place. Where in the world did He come from? So Jesus had something He had to do, first of all, to His disciples. He had to prove unto them once and for all that He was their Messiah. And He had to give them peace about it. He had to give them the opportunity to realize by faith the peace that passeth all understanding. And the Bible teaches us here that Thomas, as he was in the presence at this time, he not only saw this Jesus whom he doubted, but Jesus actually told him, come here and I want you to feel the hole in my side. Now Jesus later rebuked Thomas just because of his unbelief and because of his lack of faith, but yet Thomas was there and Thomas received the very same thing that all the disciples received. And that was peace. They saw their Savior, their resurrected Lord. They saw Him face to face. And they knew it had to be Jesus. For whoever, who could ever walk through the walls as He did? And yet He told them, I want you to feel Me. So this is one of the most miraculous events that took place in this time. Not only did a physical being make it through the wall of the, of the house that was there, but yet He told them, now I want you to feel. I want you to see. I want you to handle me. We go back over to the book of John chapter 14, and here's another portion of Scripture. As we Again, we di- we're dealing with a, a subject tonight that is completely opposite of the subject of the morning message. The morning message was about a place called hell where there is no peace. There never will be peace. But what we're seeing here tonight is a a place where there will be peace. The Bible says in John chapter 14 verse 27, He says, Peace I, I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Again tonight, I want to bring a message, peace and comfort. Completely different from the message this morning, no doubt. No doubt this morning's message would really get a hold of of, uh, some of the folks in the world today. People that don't like to hear anything about the blood. People that don't like to hear anything about death. They don't want to hear these things anymore. Matter of fact, that's the reason why they have to bring out the revised version of some of these scriptures because they don't want the blood in it no more. But it's the blood that brings peace. It's the blood that brings about a feeling of, 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 of contentment. The Bible again says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto thee. 
Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow before your throne, we thank you for such a wonderful day that you've given us. Dear God, as we go back in time tonight to a place where just past the resurrection of thy Son, Jesus Christ, the disciples were hid behind the walls in the upper room. And dear God, tonight I, want, I, would, I, I would plead with you tonight to open the eyes of not only the saint in this house. Help us to look not at the fear that consumes the world today, but help us to find the peace that passeth all understanding, knowing that you're still on the throne. And Father, I pray tonight for the lost and the undone. Dear God, I would ask that even now you would open their eyes that they may see. Unstop their ears that they may hear. Lord, touch their hearts that they may come to life spiritually. They may end up finding the peace that passeth all understanding. And just as these disciples, as they were hid in the upper room, dear God, as you confronted them through your son Jesus Christ, you became a, an instrument, an element of peace to them. Lord, I pray for tonight's service that you would bless. Lord, that you would help our unbeliever in this house to come to a place of understanding. Lord, that you might save their souls and give them the peace that passeth all understanding. Lord, bless us tonight. Forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. You know... Back in John chapter 20, when, when Jesus Christ had just resurrected from the grave, He had come into this place where the disciples were hiding for fear of the Jews, the Bible says. And as they came in, as they were all gathered there, and they were all scared to death for their own lives, Jesus all of a sudden appears in the midst of them. And I could just imagine as they sense another body in the room, that fear began to really grip them and get a hold of them. They began to become very disturbed at the fact that there was another, there was another power in the house. They were worried and concerned that it may be the, the Jews that had put Jesus to to death, and they, may, they, they were thinking they were next. But in walks Jesus in the midst of them. Now the Bible makes it plain that the doors were shut, the windows were shut, there was no way that He could physically walk through the door <coughs> without them knowing it. So He said, Peace be unto thee. <coughs> Peace be unto you. Can you even now think about what these men saw? Can you imagine the emotions of these believers? As they had watched their leader, as they had watched the Lord be crucified and buried, the one who left occupation, the one for whom they left family and friend 
the one who maybe left a, a great lucrative business to follow this one named Jesus. But as the word came back from the gravesite that he was no longer there, they began to really fear. <coughs> they were afraid of being accused of stealing the body of Jesus. They was afraid that they would be accused of, of, of setting the whole thing up to make the, the Roman Empire look bad. And as you can just imagine how these men must have been feeling. No doubt they were filled with fear. They were overwhelmed with all kinds of feelings. Knowing that they had done nothing with the body of Christ, they were probably wondering what in the world's going on here? What in the world's happening? They were told once again that he's not there. He's risen. You know, as you, as you stop and think about it, these disciples, it should have been the most happiest moment of their life. But again, you have to realize that their understanding of what this was, was all about had never been opened up to them. They, they didn't come to the knowledge that knowing that the crucifixion was not the end. It was only the beginning of what was yet to come. And then just at that moment, a word penetrated the walls and it said again, peace be unto you. First of all tonight, I want to speak on this subject and I want you to think about this. I want you to notice the true feelings of fear. I mean, it was actual, it was there. Maybe in your life right now, you're going through some situations. I've got a message I'm building a I'm trying to put together about being in the fire. I want you to know something. Sometimes the Christian is in the fire. It's almost, it's almost as real as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were in the fire. They had some problems, didn't they? These individuals had some problems of their own. These disciples were fearing for their lives because they knew everybody in Jerusalem and everybody in the outlying area would accuse them of robbing the body of Jesus. The Bible states in, in John 20 and 19, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, they were afraid. This mistreatment of the believers was a common theme in that day, just as it is today. Afraid for their lives, they hid to escape the brutal treatment of those that were in charge. My friend, I'm asking you something today. Are you afraid? Are you dreading what's coming next? I brought the message this morning about a place where there was no peace and there will never be any peace. And it ought to cause a chord to strike in your hearts. Your minds ought to be perplexed with, with fear and anxiety because of what's coming next if you die in your condition as, as unsaved. 
You may be sitting in this house tonight and maybe you're feeling that there's something that's, that's, that's pulling at your heartstrings. Maybe there's something that's, that's weighing heavy upon your mind about your own, your own soul. Are you afraid tonight? Are you afraid to die? You know, do you all sing that song? That's what I thought. I knew I heard that song. And are you afraid to die? Son, I'll tell you right now, that's a, that's a question that you ought to be pondering right now. Are you afraid to die? You may be sitting here tonight in this house. You may be thinking, I'm not afraid of anything. But let me tell you something. I guarantee you one, one moment past your last breath and you're going to feel the anxieties and fear like you've never felt before come upon you. Much like what these disciples were feeling here and yet these disciples were people who had all hope. They had all the hope in the world. They were saved by the grace of God and, and Jesus Christ was their leader. I mean, they had been with Him physically. They had been with Him. They had watched Him perform all these miracles. They knew He was what He said He was. And yet they were filled with fear because they, they understood the physical reprisal of what would happen had they been found out. Now I want you to think about this now. The Bible states here that when Jesus came in, He simply stated unto them, Peace be unto you. You know what, if you're here tonight and you're afraid of dying, you need to hear the voice of Jesus saying, Peace be unto thee. You need to have an understanding that there's salvation in the Lord and there's hope in the Bible what God's Word says. There's, there's living hope. Are you afraid? Are you afraid to die tonight? Jesus Christ says to all who will listen, Peace be unto you. Now, secondly, I want you to look at this. I want you to notice the results of the words of the Lord. In John 20 and 20, the Bible says, Then were the disciples glad. They were glad because you know why? There was peace coming. John chapter 20, and notice what it says here now. In verse 20, it says, And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. You see, that's one thing you're never going to see in hell. That's the reason why there's no peace in hell. Jesus is not in hell. I've heard people try to preach a message about Jesus being in hell. Jesus is not in hell, my friend. Jesus is, uh, is by the, the, the Lord's side. He's by His Father's side. And He's there making, making intercession for those that are saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. He's there tonight calling and drawing people unto Himself. Tonight, if you're interested in the Lord, if, you're, if your heart and your heartstrings, as I said, feels like it's been, to, maybe it's the Holy Spirit saying unto you, it's time to come. It's time to come unto me. You know, I could just imagine when, when he first walked in and, and all these disciples were gathered around. Maybe they were uh, eating a piece of bread or, or, or whatever it may have been and, and they were maybe drinking some good cold water and they were all fearing 
They were all praying. Listen, they were all concerned of, of what was going to happen next. And then, in walks Jesus. And he says, peace be unto you. It wasn't that. And again, I want you to get the picture. I'm going to take the word walk out of it and, and have you to understand that Jesus appeared in the midst of them. A physical body. In a physical sense, he appeared unto them. And there he was, right in the middle of the trouble. In the middle of their anxiety, Jesus came in. And he said, peace be unto thee. The Bible says in verse 20, and then the disciples were glad. When Jesus Christ, he, he stated unto them, you know, he showed him his hands and he showed him their, his side and he said, you know, you know, more or less than what he was saying, it's me. I'm your Savior. The Bible says then they, they were glad. Fears and anxieties left when Jesus Christ came in the midst of those that were filled with fear. That's what happens to every believer in Christ. Gladness of heart and joy of spirit. You see, it's the completely opposite of what you find in hell. In Luke chapter 16, the Bible speaks about the place called hell. And there, as, as the rich man lifted up his eyes, he says he was in torments. His tongue needed some relief even. And all he asked for was a drop of water on the tip of, of, of Lazarus' finger, just to drop it in his tongue. He said, for I am tormented in this flame. And that word torment there, I want you to understand something. Hell is more than just physical pain. It is torment. Torment of being alone. Torment of being in darkness and utter darkness for the rest of your eternal existence. I can't even begin to imagine a place like that. You know, I'm one of those guys that kind of needs the sunshine. You know what I'm saying? I kind of need the sunshine to keep my to keep my sensibilities where they need to be in my brain. I've, I've got to have the sun. I've got to have the light. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be in darkness for the rest of my existence. Days on end of darkness. I, I mean, I don't know how the boys do it up there in Alaska. I tell you, I just I don't know if I can stand that or not. I mean, that long of a period without light, just to me, that drive me crazy. I don't have very far to go. But as I sit and I think about what these men were going through here, I want you to know something. They were filled with anxieties. They were filled with fear. But when they saw Jesus, it all dissipated. It's not something that I, I imagine the... I imagine as, as even Thomas, you know, he wasn't there at the first meeting and, and Thomas was one of the guys. I mean, he was right there all along back in, the, back in the day. He was walking with them and doing everything that they were doing, but he wasn't there at that first meeting. No doubt he might have filled the other guys up with a little bit of uh, anxiety himself. He, he, I ain't believing this stuff. But I go back and I still think about what, what peace is all about. In hell there is no peace. You know, I can just imagine as those disciples were there hidden behind the walls, 
They might have felt like they were covered. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people do today. People don't like to think about hell, but there's coming a day when you're going to have your eyes open. You die in this place and sensibility of, of being, in, being lost in your sins. <clears throat> you're going to see for the first time what it is on the other side where the peace really is. And I believe that's what the rich man saw when he looked at Lazarus when, and, and the picture of Lazarus laying in the arms of Abraham. That is a pure picture of peace. And that's one thing that's never going to be found in hell. But here Jesus Christ offers peace unto all who will come unto him. And that's just like you sitting in this house tonight. Uh, yes, you may be 2,000 years removed from the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, but let me tell you something. He still offers peace to those who will come unto Him. This very night, He offers you peace. He says, peace be unto you. Be of good comfort. It is I. Be of good cheer. It is me. I'm the, I'm the Savior. He's saying, come to me today. And I'll give you peace. I'll give you rest. Has Jesus Christ come unto you tonight? Has He said unto you, Peace be unto you? Matthew chapter 11. Again, we go back here from time to time. And, and you know, I love this portion of Scripture. And I want to read this. Verse 28 down through verse 30. The Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. There's no rest in hell, my friend. There's no rest in hell. But here, as, as you look at, at, at the bosom of Abraham and you see Lazarus, he is, he is in a position of rest, is he not? That's what paradise is all about here. It, it is a place of rest, a place of comfort. That's what heaven is. The complete opposite of what hell is. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friend, I want you to know something tonight. He says, I'll give you rest, and that's exactly what he's meaning. That's peace. That's the peace that passeth all understanding. That's the peace that He offers to all who will come unto Him tonight. He says, I'll give you peace. Peace I'll give you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto thee. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. You know, I go back to John 14, verses 1 down through verse 3 there. And there we see... The scripture, an appointed scripture at that. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. What's he offering you tonight? He's offering you peace and contentment through Jesus Christ. He's offering you a place of safety and serenity. He's offering you a place of tranquility and rest. He's offering you a place just like Lazarus found when he died. And he went to paradise. He found peace that passeth all understanding. Friend, that's what 
That's what you need tonight if you don't know the Lord's your Savior. I will give you rest. These are the words from the Master even this very evening. Words of peace and comfort. Words which bring joy to the oppressed. Words which calm the soul. Which is filled with anxiety and burdens of life. Come unto me and I'll give you rest. That speaks peace. Lastly tonight I want you to think about this. I want you to notice what transpired when he spoke the words, Peace be unto thee, or peace be unto you. The Bible says he breathed upon them the Holy Ghost fell. You know, that's what happens at salvation of anyone who comes to know the Lord as their Savior. The Holy Ghost takes his abode with you. It's, it's as the breath of God has, has given you a new resident within your soul. And he offers, he offers peace and plenty of it. As they had received the ability to understand what they had already been told. Back during the days when Jesus Christ walked with them, he told them all these things. But it just didn't click. Folks, it may be even right now going on in this house. You may be hearing it, but it just didn't click. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying that it'll soon finally strike a chord in your heart. You'll come to an understanding that you would rather have the peace that passeth all understanding, the peace that Jesus gives, than to have a place in hell where there will never be any peace. Don't you want that peace tonight? Don't you need that peace tonight? Listen, that's what you need right now. You need the peace that passeth all understanding. My only prayer is that you'll find that peace. My only prayer tonight is for you that are here and lost and undone without the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that that peace will come to you before you have to see it afar off and never retain it, never gain it. May God help you tonight to find the peace that passeth all understanding. You know where it's at? It's at the end of yourself for one thing. You know, that's a problem in so many lives today. People, people feel like they've got to do this or they've got to do that. You know what you've got to do? You've got to believe. That's what Paul told the jailer, wasn't it? He cried and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. My friend, tonight's the night. Tonight is, the, tonight is the night. This is the hour that peace may come to you. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to come only. It's only going to come when you believe what the Scriptures say. That's when all peace begins to flow. Like a river over the lost soul. 
And that fills the heart of an individual. May God help you to see is our prayer tonight. Let's all stand, please.